forward. If you are a member of any Discord server I'm on, you probably know how obsessed I am with the idea of John Lennon Crowley and the song Imagine. So how could I resist the temptation of reading this week? This is my first time doing this and I hope you guys will enjoy. If this goes well, I'll definitely do more. Now let's get started. Summary Try to imagine, Satan himself had just been defeated, and the Antichrist, three human children, four confused adults, and a former hellhound have to deal with death and his three monsters who came from the minds of humanity. Imagine by Unholy Frank, a good omen fanfiction, perfect by Cat of Apocalypse. The apocalypse that wasn't was over and everyone was gathered around each other, lungs aching from adrenaline. The four horsemen stood in the middle of three sides. On one side stood the archangel and the prince of hell. The same swarmy expressions painted across their faces. They hadn't gone back to their headquarters yet. They must have wanted to stick around to see what happens next. Alongside them, the celestial beings Crowley and Aziraphale stood, knowing that the apocalypse wasn't over yet. In the remaining space, encircling the horsemen, stood the Antichrist, three human children, four confused adults and a former hellhound. They knew what was coming knew that they would have to face and defeat death and his three monsters who came from the minds of humanity. Both sides almost encircled the horsemen without thinking. It looks as if they were being closed in on, the prey becoming the preyed upon, fitting for pollution, war, famine, and death. Aziraphale took a slow and shaky breath rolling his shoulder back slightly, throwing himself up to his full height. It seemed to him at least that the credits should be rolling. It was the end of a major chapter, and from what he's seen, this is usually when the proverbial camera would zoom out and the credits would run. He hummed to himself quietly, and as he straightened, his hand brushed against Crowley's. The demon was shaking. All he could do was reach out to link Crowley's pinky finger with his own, hoping that he would accept the gesture of his hand as support. Of course, Crowley did, linking his finger with the angels. He turned his head. His breath slowed as the angel gently squeezed his hand. They looked at each other and both seemed to calm as they were dragged back to reality and realized that they had actually just saved the world. Aziraphale gave another squeeze of Crowley's hand and turned to look back at the horsemen. They looked uneasy as everyone surrounded them, almost unsure of what to do next. Aziraphale continued his mindless humming as the music in his head played louder. He smiled to himself, recognizing the tune and how fitting it was to their situation. 
He and Crowley used to sing this song together when they had a few glasses of wine at the wrist. They had both thought it felt like a joke that they both, on opposite sides, only wanted the same thing, peace. He ran his thumb over the demon's hand and stood tall as he took a step towards the horseman, effectively taking Crowley's with him. Imagine there's no heaven, it's easy if you try. Aziraphale sang, looking at the horseman, and then back at Crowley. He wasn't the only one hearing the song. It was like God turned on the speaker. Hilarious! His eyes searched Crowley for a sign of anything. The look on Crowley's face said it all. He was calm, but he was still terrified. He was risking everything just holding Aziraphale's hand and being here with him. He knew Aziraphale was doing the same for him. He didn't want anything to happen to his angel. So he did what any scared child would do. He shrunk into his skin and kept his eyes down, all the while kept a vibe grips on his angel's hands. No hell below us, above us only sky. Another little squee on the demon's hand and Crowley lifted his head to see Aziraphale singing to him. Just like they used to do when they listened to music playing at the wrist. He gave an extremely weak smile to his angel in a feeble attempt to make sure Aziraphale's actions were not going unnoticed. His angel was being so brave, standing up to the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Aziraphale continued to sing. His voice was confident, practiced, and he meant every word. Crowley watched his angel and he mouthed the words along with him, but not yet able to courage up a voice. Imagine all the people. Adam chimed in, singing along in tune as he walked up in between Aziraphale and Crowley. Dog followed behind his Adam and sat behind him, not quite in the circle but watching over Adam, protecting. Adam slowly but gently pulled their fingers apart to hold their hands, keeping them together, a demon on one side and an angel on the other watching over him, as it always should have been, living for today, Adam sang, looking up at Crowley and then turning to Aziraphale, and he squeezed their hands tight. The boy had just defeated Lucifer and told him off like a schoolyard bully, and he was now standing in between Crowley and Aziraphale, holding their hands for support. Crowley looked up at his angel. The Antichrist has guts more than he did. Who was he kidding? So did a lot of people, including Aziraphale. He smiled across at him, a weak smile but a smile nonetheless, flicking his eyes back down to Adam with a small sense of pride. 
Imagine there's no country. It isn't hard to do. Pepper sang, keeping her eyes on the horseman as she stalked over from beside her friends to Crowley's side, offering her hands to him. He closed his long finger around hers and followed her gaze back across to the middle of their growing circle. Pepper smiled, a look that seemed to give her strength. Nothing to kill or die for. Brian sidled up next to Pepper, slowly and warily taking her hand. Crowley watched as Brian sang and looked down the chain of hands all the way to Azilfell. And no religion too. Winsleydale puffed his chest and sang, pushing up his glasses with his knuckles as he followed Brian and held his hand. He looked down the circle at all of the them standing beside the angel and demon, ready to give their support. Imagine all the people living life in peace. Anathema and Newton turned to one another, linked hand and walked towards Wensleydale. As Anathema walked, she wrapped her arms around the shoulder of the young boy and gave him a quick squeeze. She settled her hand at the side and held her palm out to let the boy take it in his small hand. Newt all the while following behind her and keeping his finger legs with hers. They sang together, watching the children and joining in as they stood tall in defense, ready to take on whatever was going to happen. You may say that I'm a dreamer. Azita felt stood tall, holding Adam's hand in a protectively tight grip and kept his gaze set upon the horseman. Here was his chance to let his point across. He belted the word like muscle memory, knowing that if he was to think about the situation that he was in, his arm would falter. But I'm not the only one. The angel gestured down to the line of eight people, now standing and holding hands. He was not alone and he was not scared, nervous that this would be a really bad idea, yes, but not scared. I hope someday you join us and the world will be as one. Aziraphale flicked his gaze from the horseman standing right in front of him to Gabriel and Bills above who stood on the other side of the circle. He knew that he and Crowley did not want the world to end, but for this idea to work, he needed Gabriel and Beelzebub's help. He took a pride filled breath and nodded slightly to himself as he finished his words. He had people around him standing up for the things he believed in, and this felt like the closest thing to a home Aziraphale has ever had. Imagine no possession, I wonder if you can. Sergeant Shackwell chanted, looking confused at the action of those moving before him. He raised his voice as he felt the need to show his support.
with singing in what surprisingly sounded like soft words spoken with a harsh Scottish accent. He walked towards Newton and held his hand out to him. When Newt closed their hands together, Shadwell gave his hand a little shake, a shake that the father would give a son to tell him everything was going to be okay. No need for greed or hunger, a brotherhood top man. Shadwell glanced over his shoulder to watch as Madame Tracy chirped along in tune and followed him. She linked her arm with his and held his other hand by his side, giving his upper arm a gentle and soothing pat. She gave a grin in Aziraphale's direction after taking glance around the growing chains of hands. Imagine all the people. Gabriel chimed in, taking a step forward, a step closer to the horseman. Gabriel didn't know if singing would solve their problem right now, but if they had gotten this far and no one had mysteriously disappeared, then it was worth a shot. Gabriel's word came out as a Aziraphale and Crowley expected. It really was as if he had to think about what this situation they were suggesting would have looked like. Zerings all the words. Bisabov added. The look on the face seemed to bother on disgust. Lady had thought this suggestion was something that they wouldn't touch with a ten-foot stick. They turned to look up at Gabriel and nodded slightly, as if to say that they were also on the same page. Beelzebub lets Gabriel walk towards the others first, watching as the archangel moved to stand next to Aziraphale and hold his hand gingerly. They laughed inwardly at the fact that Gabriel had tried to make it look like he was asserting his force, that he was deciding to hold Aziraphale's hand, but really he was just bending to the angel's will. They sizzled in between Gabriel and Madame Tracy holding their arms out to close the circle. Although Gabriel and Beelzebub knew they were on opposing sides, not just from each other, but at the moment from Aziraphale and Crowley, they couldn't help but feel the unity sparkling in the air. After dealing with the devil himself, they looked down the now closed circle to their adversaries. They could tell that even though the horsemen were an integral part of the great plan. They could be pushed back a few more centuries. Surely that wouldn't hurt. The horsemen didn't have anywhere to go now, and as they looked around at the children, adults and celestial beings all popped up in defense. In defense of their small lower Tadfield, the small world and their small antichrist and his hellhound. The horsemen seemed to shrink back into themselves. They didn't have the power over this situation. They didn't have the final say, and it unnerved them. You may say that I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Crowley belt, a little louder than expected. He hadn't anticipated his voice to catch up with him. 
never mind to have the sound of confidence hidden under the surface. His eyes were tightly closed and he concentrated on steadying his breath and his heartbeat. He held on to Adam and Pepper's hand, his voice raising in confidence as he listened to the words he was singing. People did think he was strange for being a demon and wanting to stay here on earth. But anywhere was better than his quarters, even if it meant going native. He knew he wasn't alone. His angel felt the same. His angel. He opened his eyes and looked around him. Nearly everyone had their eyes back on him, especially Aziraphale. He looked shocked. Shocked that Crowley had raised his voice and told everyone just what he felt. He didn't need to use the right words. The song said it all. Aziraphale knew that Crowley was afraid of doing anything to upset hell. After upsetting heaven so much that they sentenced him to a free fall nosedive. But Crowley, his Crowley, was being brave and putting his foot down. The angel was so proud of him. He looked back at Crowley with such loving affection that he saw a small tink of pink flare up the demon's neck. I hope someday you join us. Crowley sang in a softer tone. His muscles were still tense as he took one last shaky breath before turning his head to look into Aziraphale's eyes, looking over the top of Adam's head. The boy gently swung their hands by his side, happy that Crowley was beginning to feel more confident. And the world will leave us one. Aziraphale joined to finish the last line of their song together. Aziraphale could visibly see Crowley's body language relax as he focused on the angel. All the others crowded around the horsemen, joined in as they tightened their grips on each other's hands. They all stood up as if trying to show that they wouldn't be going anywhere. The air hummed in the aftermath of such an emotional event. It took everyone a second to recover. The dem looked at each other, then turned their head to the horsemen after Adam's signal. Anathema, Newt, Sergeant Shadwell, and Madame Tracy did the same. Gabriel, above Aziraphale and Crowley, each looked around, ensuring nothing out of the ordinary was going to happen. Well, anything aside from whatever you could call this. The stairs ended back upon the horsemen, and this time there was no fear, no fear from any one of them. The horsemen all took steps back into each other as they looked around the circle. They gave one last shot, trying to show off their more gruesome and nightmarish size before they realized it wasn't working on them. They didn't believe, and that is what kept monsters like war, pollution, and famine alive. They began to panic and flicker in and out of existence. War looked around the children, her breathing ragged. She watched none of their expression falter. 
Pepper cracked her neck as she kept her eyes on the tall woman. She vanished with a sound of a silent explosion. Pollution looked to Sergeant Sadwell and Madame Tracy and sneakers to hide their worry. Madame Tracy raised her eyebrow and Shedwell gave a rough throat-clearing cough. Before a second could be squeezed in for clarification, they disappeared like static on an antique television set. Famine turned his head quickly and smirked as he saw Anathema in Newt. Anathema stood her ground as he took half a step toward her. Dog gave a deep and guttural growl and he stayed behind his Adam, his eyes glowing red as he watched this threat think his action over again. He was gone a second later with an echoing rumble somewhere between a stomach and an oncoming storm. Death was left standing in the middle of the circle alone. He walked expressionless toward the supernaturals. These were the ones he was concerned with. They all stood still and looked back at him. They would have given him unbroken eye contact if he had eyes to look at. Des knew this. He knew that they were not afraid. He turned his head over his shoulder to look at the rest of the circle. Des' large black wings unfold and gave an experimental stretch and he looked around and saw no one giving up any kind of reaction. He wrapped his wing around himself as they turned to thick black smoke. Death crackled out of existence with a sound not unlike a coughing door slamming shut. After the Savior were left alone, they waited a minute before letting go of each other. Beelzebub and Gabriel looked at their adversaries and back at each other before vanishing back to his quarters. Sergeant Shadwell gave Madame Tracy a quick and tight hug. The dam ran over to Anathema and Newt, sharing a group hug between them. And Aziraphale turned to Crowley. He held his demon's hand tightly, looking into those beautiful eyes. He let go to gently caress and cup his cheeks. Aziraphale and Crowley saw off in the distance. Adams always had been, and real father driving up in the airbase. They didn't pay any attention as they took a second for themselves. Aziraphale gave a whisper that was almost inaudible, but with Crowley's celestial hearing, it was clear as day. They may say that you are a dreamer, but you are not the only one. I hope someday they will join us. And the world will be as one. The end. This has been fun to read. Thank you for listening. And if you have a suggestion, please put in a comment below. And uh, this is my first time, so... I, well, just go all out with the criticism, I guess. No, but seriously, I don't mind. Um, so yeah, thank you all. Bye.